Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Cream and Congo. What's going on? We got a heavy topic today. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. There's so much to it. Uh-huh. We, we could have probably like a five or seven part series. Maybe. To talk about this really. Maybe, because there was a lot of information. I cut out a lot of stuff. Because I really wanted to get to the real meat and potatoes. I like meat and potatoes. Pause. This week we're talking about human trafficking. You ready for this? <laughs> Why yeah, are you paused just, still? <laughs> I'm not paused. I had paused that statement. Oh, I moved on for it. Did you not see how I did that? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was just being quiet. You know, like when I ask questions and you don't respond to me? Same way. Exactly. Moving on. So, this week we're talking about human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, this is a really serious issue that we're having in this country and even throughout the world yeah this is definitely a worldwide issue yeah and uh, I, people I really, don't want to believe it but it happens right here in your backyard yeah all the time yeah and it's something that i really feel like we need to talk about and really bring awareness to um i'm as a, a mother of a preteen, i am super paranoid mm-hmm. when we go out um you know you have to give children their space as they get older because they want to have their space and i do let my daughter you know meander a little bit but when we go to a store, I don't want her walking anywhere where I can't see her. Definitely. At all. I'm very paranoid about that. That's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids, as they get older, they're going to hate that. But yeah. it's fair. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very, very hypervigilant. Even though we live in a small town and, you know, people say, oh, nothing ever happens in small towns. Yes, the hell it that's does. That's where it happens the most. Exactly. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very cautious. I'm very careful. I, I think about where she goes um, when she goes places with other people, who she's with, yeah. whether the parent that she's with is vigilant because, you know, there are a lot of parents that are not. Um, oh, man. Growing up in the 80s, believe me, I know it. What do you mean? Parents weren't vigilant about nothing back then. Yeah. Cause they thought Especially it- my parents. <sighs> no they, I mean, they didn't think they'd had to protect you. They were the ones who, you know, you should be protected from. From, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But yet, like, nowadays you do see a higher level in some some people yeah that i never seen back when i was a kid yeah but i feel like that was because those are 80s kids and 90s kids too who got to see how terrible things can be you hear stories all the time about kids walking to the bus stop and not making it there and yeah you know especially as as, as someone that really enjoys true crime like i'm really heavily into it and, and listening to these stories and watching you know different documentaries and stuff that makes me more paranoid I feel you. Like yeah. you, you see what people get away with, or at least almost get away with. Absolutely, the things they do and no one notices. Absolutely, you know, abducting kids in a busy intersection or yeah. right in front of their house in yeah. some cases, uh, coming to a school and picking a kid up, you know, with some bogus story that the oh. small town lady couldn't yes. believe could be a lie. Absolutely, who would do that to a child? Oh my gosh, my daughter. That guy. That yeah. guy would do it. My daughter. Do- I tell my daughter all the time. Nobody's going to pick you up except for me or my parents. Mm-hmm. If if somebody else comes there and it tells you your parents said, no, I didn't say that. I did not say go home with so-and-so. You have to hear that from me. If I tell you someone else is picking you up, then that's what it is. If I didn't tell you that, that's not what's happening. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the school should have to respect that no matter what. Yep. So even if they don't, she knows. Yeah. And that's what's most important. But, you know, saying that, you said something that made me think about um, the show Them that we're watching right now. Yeah. Great um, show. Yes, it is really good. Um, I fell asleep last night on, a, on the second to last episode. Um, but without giving away too much of what happens in the show, it's always that unsuspecting person. You know which part I'm talking about. Unsuspecting person that tends to be doing uh, the shady things, uh-huh. and taking people up, snatching them up and stuff. That's, if, that's how they get away with it, man. Yeah. You don't see them coming. If anyone, they're interested. so uh, adept at fooling people. Yes. Into thinking that there's yes. nothing going on here. Yes. No reason to pay attention to me. Yes. People watch you. That's how Joe gets his his thing done. Oh, you know what that's I mean? another he great show. Oh my goodness. That's you wouldn't you would meet Joe and be like, oh, this guy's a little weird. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly that's another one that i i really enjoyed you i know i I put you on to you when we first met um that was right when the show started but um i didn't like the show so much the first time 
I really yeah. enjoyed the book. More so, I enjoyed the audiobook. Um, I read the book first, then I listened to the audiobook. Loved both of them. The show I wasn't crazy about because it kind of drifted away from the book. Yeah. And a lot of really, really important things like the way that Joe is really crude and he says a lot of really fucked up things, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, but you miss that in in the show. Nonetheless, right. still a good show, but in a very yeah, absolutely yeah, a very unsuspecting kind of character. He's like your literally your average Joe, and you wouldn't expect the things that he does at all. And that's what makes it. That's what makes it. You hear me? Oh. That's what made it a really good uh, book and show. Um, same thing with them. Without again, without revealing this particular thing, it's mm -hmm. that unsuspecting person that was really this guy was something else. Uh -huh. For anyone who has not watched you or read you, definitely check it out. It's by Katherine Kepnes. Great, great, great series. Um, also, check out them on Amazon Prime. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. I like both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you watched them before I did. And, I did. Uh, I did. So this, it took me a long time, though, to like, come into it. Mm-hmm. Because usually when something's popular, I'm like, no, this is going to be fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh, but hearing the people that I work with talk about it, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Especially, I, I'll say this. Yeah. Cat in a bag oh, got me. Yeah, me too. That that made me watch it when I heard about it. Yeah. And it was a very uh, poignant part. See, I Y'all will know what it is when you see it. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. You didn't tell me anything about that. Nope. You just told me watch it. And uh, so I did. And um, got to Cat in a Bag and that. That that was that. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like that's how you build a bond with someone so that the next time you're like, yo, you got to watch this. They think back and they're like, oh, fucking cat in the bag. Yeah. I got to check this out just to see why he said that. Yeah, that that's that's worth watching. Just um, be prepared. That's all I can <laughs> say. Be prepared. Definitely. It has its fantasy aspect, but yeah. it's a very powerful show. Yeah. There's a lot of things in there that are really uh, triggering. Yes. I've had I had quite a few moments, but. You know, remembering that this is fiction. Oh, fiction, yeah. It, it, it's fiction, but... This um, particular story is fiction. Yeah, but the things that are triggering in it, not necessarily. It's yeah. some real life stuff. Um, but definitely worth watching. And and uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything more because I feel like if I say more, I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, you don't want to give it away. Right. I'm, I'm letting the cat out the bag. Ooh-wee. Bars. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so back to <laughs> topic at hand. I see your face. Back to the topic at hand. Human trafficking. So uh, the Department of Homeland Security defines human trafficking as the act of recruiting, harboring, transporting, providing or obtaining a person for labor, services, or commercial sex acts by means of force, fraud, or coercion for the purpose of exploitation, involuntary servitude, debt bondage, slavery or any commercial act involving a minor that that's a lot it is which, that's i mouthful. mean is a good thing because it makes it very broad mm -hmm. to, to get a hold of these people you don't need it doesn't sound like anyway a whole bunch of specifics right like you can just general specificities <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to it and and uh according to uh, deliverfund.org it's estimated that between 15,000 and 50,000 women and children are forced into sexual slavery in the U.S. every year. That's just here. But here's the thing. It's difficult because it's difficult to pinpoint because in some places I've read that they say it's between 15 and 50,000 women and children. In other places, they say it's between 240,000 and 325,000. That's a big difference. Yeah. So uh, maybe it's not reported. I say by nature, it would be difficult to discover because these people... The professionals are very professional, yeah, for, for lack of a better word. They're, they're good they're at very it. good at staying in the shadows mm -hmm. and hiding. Like uh, the fireball guy from Crime Junkie. Yeah. Uh, if y'all listen to True Crime, check out Crime Junkie if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. uh, but they tell a story about uh, a girl who's new in town. She's mm -hmm. online, you know, like a kind of like a Tinder deal. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I don't know if it's because it's the story or because they're just being polite. Uh, they say that she wasn't looking to like hook up. She's right. just looking for somebody to show her around, show her a good time for the evening. Mm -hmm. uh, new people in town stuff that I don't understand because introvert. Yeah, because you don't like people. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Um, anyway, she's talking to this guy for a while, and they decide to meet up at a bar. Mm-hmm. And he says, order two shots of Fireball, sit at the bar, and I'll, I'll come find you. Mm-hmm. So she's waiting and waiting and waiting, and the guy keeps coming up with excuses why he's late. He's not there yet. He's... It, it, long story short, he never shows up. Right. But there's a guy sitting next to her, like a couple stools down, who... You know, sees what's going on, hears her talking to the bartender about how she's waiting for somebody and sees her give up on the person coming Okay. and says, hey, you know, I, I see you were waiting for somebody. You're already out. Why don't you let me buy you dinner? Mm-hmm. And she's resistant, she, you know, disappointed now, whatever. She doesn't want to just have dinner with some some stranger at some a bar. Random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guy's like really laying it on her, like pushing, insisting. I don't uh, like that shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I feel like there's so many guys out there who are just like, if I. If I needle her a little bit, right. I'll wear her down. Yep, I hate that. I don't I don't like that at all, but continue. <laughs> so eventually the woman gets up, goes to the bathroom, and the the waitress, barmaid, whatever you want to call her to not offend her, bursts in the, the bathroom and starts telling her, you know, don't don't let this guy buy you a drink. Don't don't go anywhere with this guy. Mm-hmm. Don't trust this guy. We've seen him do this so many times. The women show up here. They order two shots of Fireball. They sit at the bar. Wait. And he'll what? either come from a table across the bar to sit next to them, or he'll come over and talk to them. And a lot of times, he convinced those women to go back to the booth with him or to get a booth with him. Okay. And then eventually, they get a little too messed up by their description, the bartender and the barmaid, mm, for see? what they've drank. And the guy mm. leaves with them, and they never see the woman come back. But they've seen this guy come back again and again and again. <sighs> That's, this woman who they, they speak to, right? Uh, she survived a sex ring. Uh, there was something that happened after. You'll have to listen to the episode because mm-hmm. I don't want to blow it up on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but th- there was something that happened that made this guy stop coming there. Huh. And it was obviously from the way it happens, you'll see from the details, right. more than just a one-man operation. This guy wasn't the only one out there because she's texting someone while he's there at the bar. Right. I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Because I, yes. I was thinking maybe he had a phone and she just didn't know. See, this that bullshit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And it's it's literally that simple. Right. right. This was not like a huge New York City kind of metropolis either. It was like, it was a town. So, so wait. So let me, let me make sure I have this correctly. So she goes to meet him at the bar. She's sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he's texting her. Oh, I'm running later. But, what? Yeah, running late, stuck in traffic, mm. I got pulled over, mm. I'm on the way, mm. my sister called, whatever. Uh, just putting it off a little bit at a time, again and again and again, uh, until she finally tries to call the guy. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, the the phone company has a message that says that number is not in service. <sighs> See, I'm like this. Yeah. See, so, again, you're going to need an outside source to bounce things around to use that number on their caller ID yeah. if the number's not in service. That's crazy. That's, anyway, they, that's they linked all shit. that to uh, a sex trafficking ring mm. that apparently is a fairly common ploy well, by see, a lot of people. That's that's interesting that you say that because according to safe.org, traffickers use a variety of coercive method methods in order to control their victims, such as luring them in with false prof, uh, promises of economic opportunity, um, threatening to use violence, monitoring and surveilling activities just different things that they do in order to lure them in promising them money yeah yeah work holding on to their id and stuff like that yep. you see that a lot in the russian mob yeah you know they, they bring you over here mm-hmm. but then you got to work off that debt it costs this much to bring you here this much to feed you house you it costs us this much to get you your papers mm-hmm. uh you're gonna have to work all that off and until you do we're keeping your passport your id everything we're keeping everything that is yours right that's that like debt bondage. That's something that um, when I th- when I read about it, it reminded me of sharecropping. So they'll bring somebody to the country. Let's say it's a thousand dollars to bring them over. Yeah. The woman will come over and then she's told that she has to work at a massage parlor, for example, to earn money to pay off the debt. Right. So she may work there and live there at the same time, maybe in the basement or in the attic or in the back or whatever. Mm. And she's while she's earning the money to pay off the debt she also has to pay for food and shelter and whatever else and has to pay it to the owner of the massage parlor so on top of that thousand dollars there may be a charge of like 25 dollars or 50 dollars per day yeah. so while she's working she's still accruing an additional debt on top of that which essentially she'll never be able to pay off 
And that's basically uh, paying taxes in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's something like that. And also, yeah. what you said also about the IDs, the other thing, it reminded me of that uh, cult episode that we did, the first one. Yeah. Where we talked about uh, carbonation. Th- essentially. That, that guy's hilarious. That guy's a freaking idiot. By hilarious, I mean <sighs> fucking stupid. <laughs> but he also does that same thing. Not only is it a sex cult, but he also will keep uh, the women's IDs, the the people's IDs, passports or whatever. And they have to go through him or go through one of his, you know, higher ups in order to get their stuff to get out. So even though he says, oh, yeah, you can leave whenever you want to. You can't. Yeah. First, you can't go very far without ID. Right. Second, who's going to believe you when you say you've been kidnapped when they have all your stuff? Right. How they get it. I gave it to him. Right. So he has the women over there that cook clean um he has sex with he utilizes them for their beauty to make money online yeah and it's it's exploitation absolutely it's absolute exploitation now he has a twitter and he posts oh, pictures geez. and 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 porn online wow mm-hmm. he's really uh getting desperate <laughs> he's not he's making money right now and it's 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 crazy how uh the internet is really helping him carry on with this this thing see awful it's awful um but even in terms of sex trafficking women are used for porn like i mentioned yep um i'm saying women i should just say people in general because children everything yeah um uh porn pictures videos prostitution which can be done through craigslist it's done through facebook and even this thing i never heard of moco space oh yeah i heard of that i have never uh, that app goes back a long way. Does it? Yeah. That's 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 a new one for me. Um, from what I saw, it's just like for gaming and chats and instant messaging and apparently porn. Uh, or yeah, I mean that's where they get you. Mm-hmm. They get you on those healthy, unedited chat rooms. Right. Back page stuff. Uh huh. Oh goodness. That's another whole scam right there. Back page. Back page. Yeah. How so? Good thing they got rid of that, I guess. <laughs> uh. You know, people put up pictures or mm-hmm. they make people work for them to do these things to lure people in mm-hmm. and then either they're making money off you know prostituting the woman mm-hmm. or people show up to have sex with this woman and they just get robbed or beat or killed crazy or you know whatever i don't trust anything like that dealer's choice that's crazy i don't even buy stuff off of like ebay and go pick it up from somebody i'm not doing that yeah no i don't buy shit from ebay no matter what <laughs> i don't like anything like that that's just too that's too much. That, that leaves the door open for too many possibilities. I, I don't like it. I heard a story a few months ago about a owner and a manager of a, ho- a hotel that's not too far from our town. Yeah. Apparently, he was convicted of sex trafficking offenses. Um, he was evicted. At, uh, evicted. Convicted in 2020 <laughs> for aiding and abetting sex trafficking by force, fraud, and coercion. Um, there's also some drug trafficking offenses. And according to the article that I read, uh, the hotel was involved with sex and drug crimes from 2011 to 2019. Yeah, yeah. So the owner made rooms available for traffickers and drug dealers and also traded <laughs> also traded for discounts and free rooms using sex. Like traded like for sex. Yeah, yeah. Dick suck or whatever. Classic. Gross. Um, <laughs> in order to uh, <laughs> in order to make, you know for these people and he made money off of it a lot of it apparently yeah i know a guy who uh knows some people who ran a property that that guy owned and he is a real scumbag well he's in jail like not the kind of scumbag that you would look at and be like oh he's a sex trafficker Mm -hmm. or oh he has drug dealers selling out of his motel okay what do you mean Uh, but the kind of scumbag that like you look at and you're like man this guy's a piece of shit like did you see this part in the lease oh like that kind of thing like uh, they're responsible for everything they're renting to own a house. Okay. Uh, but this guy won't repair anything. Really? He, he wants nothing to do with it at all. And it's in there. Hmm. That anything that goes wrong, it's on them. They fix it. It's all their charge, even though at the moment they're renting and not buying. Hmm. Which is outlandish in Pennsylvania. I wonder I wonder how many other people he, he uh, does this with the rent-to-own, like, the rent-to-own scam he has going on. Yeah. And like how many other things was he involved in? That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Again, that's right in our backyard. Yeah. That's how easy it is to hide something like that yeah. from people. They went 
what eight years mm-hmm eight years in public mm-hmm a, a public motel mm-hmm the guy owns properties that he rents to people yeah and what? all this was going on under our noses until you know the FBI basically accidentally found out about it looking into something else exactly and, and and again we live in a small town this is a town not too far from us but it's also a pretty small town also yeah and you hear people say oh it couldn't happen here yes the hell it could and it's always with people i won't say always but a lot of times it's with people that you don't suspect yeah speaking of of, of people that you don't suspect getting involved in weird things and, and i'm not going to say whether this is true or not I, i'm withholding my opinion because i really don't have one on this but did you hear about the situation with tiny and ti yes so for people who don't know tiny's a rapper from i'm sorry ti's a rapper from atlanta and tiny was a singer in the group escape no i never knew that about her oh yeah um, that's how little i care <laughs> <laughs> those folks well they're married they have children whatever and now they're wrapped up in this sex scandal so they've been accused and i'm saying both of them i just want to yeah. make that clear not just him both of them have been accused by multiple women of drugging and sexually assaulting them. Ooh, yes. The old Bill Cosby treatment. Uh, and apparently, the most recent one that I read that I was just kind of confused by, but whatever, uh, there's an allegation of them forcing a woman to have sex with Nelly. But as popular as he was, uh, uh, was that really necessary? Maybe, maybe was he young know. or something? Like, what? I don't know the specifics Why the hell of does it. T.I. have to get you some pussy? Uh, Th- those are the, force. the things that I'm wondering to myself. I don't know. That's why I said I can't say whether or not it's true. I, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it. I I, I don't. Um, I didn't follow the story closely enough to say yay or nay, but it just sounds really strange at the same time. Yeah, it's possible. Of you course know, it is. People like to have that power and that control. Famous people are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See it all the time. Absolutely. And so, again, I don't know. This is all alleged. I don't know whether they did it. I don't know whether they didn't. I don't really care either way. I'm not following the story so closely. Yeah, I, I just know what I hear. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's possible. I mean, you got to think about uh, think about R. Kelly, for example. Yeah, same industry. Same industry, and he's been do- allegedly doing these things for years. Yeah. I remember being early teen and hearing about his relationship with Aaliyah and yeah. how they were st- allegedly they were married or i think i think they proved that they found the marriage certificate i believe and they had uh lied about her age yeah um but you hear all the other stories of the things that he's done allegedly um, I'm, I'm a little more inclined to believe that one he's a he's he's a something um, sure <laughs> uh speaking of other well-known people epstein yeah, everybody seems to know who Jeffrey Epstein is now. Uh-huh. That... Nobody knew him before. Back when him and Trump were diddling kids together, they didn't know who he was. Oh, Trump denies being involved in that uh, oh, in anything with him. Um, yeah, everyone will. He... I mean, you got all the pictures in the world. There are pictures of him together. There are pictures of him with Bill Clinton. I, I, I find it very hard to believe that Trump didn't know or didn't have some kind of involvement, especially on, not, given the commentary he's made about his own daughter. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, a lot of it took place in Mar-a-Lago. Mm. But um, it's interesting because I did come across an article um, where they talked about Jenna Jameson, you know, ex-porn star. Yes. Very interesting person. You yeah. Aside from porn. I don't know anything about her aside from porn. Most of her stories involve porn. Oh, I, 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 uh, <laughs> well, for obvious reasons. But, you know, yeah. She was uh, an abused child. Okay. Okay, I don't. I didn't know that. So the, the Jenna Jameson stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not telling her story. Oh, I thought you, so I was waiting for more. <laughs> yeah, nope. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, the article that I read it says that she said that he's an amateur. Um, so she gets on Twitter and she says, uh, and "I'm reading this straight from her her tweets. If you think Epstein is somehow unique, you're sadly mistaken. There are many Epstein's, and that make that make him look like an amateur." Child hunting games, sacrifice, torture of children as young as two, the elite. She goes on to say, the reason why Hollywood has been so incredibly silent on child sex trafficking is not only do they partake, they are covering for the big league hitters, 
the ones that hide in the shadows under the cover of a crown. I believe that. I do too. I really do. I mean, just look at what happened with Epstein. Mm -hmm. Not only did he get caught, which the big dogs are not getting caught. Mm -hmm. Not only did he get caught, but they either killed him or he found a way to kill himself or they made like he was dead and he's hiding somewhere. Whatever conspiracy you buy into, whatever Mm -hmm. outcome you believe it is, this guy is small time. Right. Uh, They're not going to let any of that go down with a guy who's really big time in it and getting all the elite people the the kids they want and need and all that nasty terrible stuff mm-hmm. the low man on the pole is the one who takes the fall uh, have you ever heard of pizzagate yes I've heard of pizzagate uh, that's definitely a part of this whole thing the child rituals and blood drinking and all kinds of craziness uh, it's a conspiracy theory that allegedly has been supposedly has been debunked uh-huh. I'm inclined to believe a little bit of it. I, I, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on out there, and uh, you never know. I feel like people don't want to believe certain things about certain people, but there's a lot of really questionable things that happen, and uh, definitely believe it. I agree with what she's saying. For real, I mean, and she would know. Like she was in that industry, exactly. or one of the industries that, you know. Uh, sex trafficking really is prevalent and or at mm-hmm. least was i don't know about now mm-hmm. like i don't i don't pay attention like i did when i was younger to stupid stuff mm-hmm. uh, again my whole rule about trash oh god okay <laughs> anyway um so in terms of of places that uh sex trafficking happens uh you gotta think about truck stops think about uh sporting events and yeah, truck stops is a good one yeah you see it a lot when you go to different places where the truckers stop at. Yeah. For sure. Um, lot lizards and trucker fuckers. Lot uh, lizards. Yeah, these are old school trucker terms, like from people I knew growing up. Wow. You know, so first give me a little leeway on that. But mm-hmm. also it's basically just loose women, hitchhikers. Uh sometimes you get in a truck, a guy takes you from Pennsylvania to California. Sometimes they drop you off in Idaho in a bag somewhere. Oh, Doctor No? Yeah, Doctor No. Great example. <laughs> I mean, he's not by any means the only one out of there doing it. Of course not. Uh, but again, it's pretty prevalent. Even if they let you live, there's a lot of women who get raped. And mm-hmm. we all know that women don't report that shit all the time. Right. So there's even more than you hear about. Especially and prostitutes. And you hear about it a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially prostitutes. Because yeah. even if they do make a report, what police officer out there is not going to be a dick about it. Right. Because again, we know how they act in this country too. Right, exactly. So It's if- your fault you got raped. <laughs> it's never your fault. It's really not. That's the definition of rape. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. If you want to hear more about Dr. No, Truck Stops, check out our true crime episode. Definitely. Definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. It's good. I gotta say. <laughs> um, I don't usually toot my own horn. I don't even own a horn. I own a harmonica. And I don't play it because I'm terrible. Because, you know, it's almost a horn. But for that, I gotta say, it's a good episode. <laughs> Labor trafficking. (laughs) (laughs) The most common areas for labor trafficking is in agriculture. And it covers both legal and undocumented people. And exploitation usually includes violence. Yeah. Either to the worker or to their loved ones. There's also that. Yeah. If you've you've ever had a a shit job like I have where you work with people who are uh, undocumented or illegal. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you you hear some stories, man. I'm sure. I believe it. There are safe harbor laws that have been enacted to protect victims, so they don't they won't be prosecuted for prostitution and other crimes um, that they may have committed while they're in slavery. And uh, doctors and medical professionals are also trained and instructed to identify and protect victims. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially the part where they're not going to hold it against you that you were forced to do stuff mm-hmm. like come on yeah. we had to put that in writing uh, yes we did uh in t- in 2000 the victims of trafficking and violent protection act was passed and it made it easier to prosecute and sentence traffickers and provided resources to do so which you know thank goodness for that absolutely there's also a national human trafficking resource center hotline anyone that might need it 888-373-7888 I had no idea any of this stuff existed. Yes. And I talk about the dangers of human trafficking all the time. Mm-hmm. Not just podcasting, 
but to people that I know. Because, you know, if you've got children, if you've got someone in your life somewhere who you care about, you got to watch them. Yeah. And especially for children, it doesn't matter if it's a little boy or a little girl. Mm-hmm. They can be trafficked just the same. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's it's very true. And uh, which, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because let's talk about some ways to protect yourself from being trafficked. I feel like this is something that is totally <laughs> your expertise. You are one of those people that's very... I don't want to say hypervigilant, but that's the best word I can think of. You are very hypervigilant. You're very um, aware of your surroundings everywhere we go and yeah. the things that we do. Very into security. Yes. That's, Self-security. Yes. Security for the people I care about. Yeah. Not like bouncing at a, a bar or something. Shout out to my man, Samad. <laughs> Sorry to throw you under the bus there, buddy. <laughs> but, you know, personal security. Yeah, absolutely. So some ways to uh, protect yourself from being trafficked is to be vigilant that's just a a basic thing absolutely out here today the way people are Mm -hmm. and it's not just that they're only this way today is that people are just finally catching on and hearing about it with things like crime junkie and our stuff Mm -hmm. uh you hear about true crime stuff and you realize that wow there are some weirdos out there you have to look around when you get out in a parking lot you have to look around Are, are you parked next to a big truck on one side oh, and a wall on the yes. other side where it's going to be difficult to see you on security mm-hmm. footage if some some shit goes down. That is so important. It really is. If you're a, a a vulnerable person, maybe you can't defend yourself. Maybe you got kids. Maybe you're, I don't know, a little too dumb. I don't know. Whatever your reason is that mm-hmm. you can't, you know, put these up and defend yourself. You got to make sure you don't put yourself in a position where you're going to have to for your life. I just want to say when he said put these up, you did put up his fists. I do that every time. <laughs> Samad laughs at me about it. Everybody laughs at me about it. But whenever I say that, I put, put my hands he up. He did. He put his fist up. But it's true, though. That's one of those things. That when I park, when I go to a, a, a big parking lot, like to a mall or whatever, I'm very conscious of where I park, where, what cars I'm parked in between. Uh-huh. And even some of the things you have to consider when you get in your car, lock your car doors. Absolutely. People don't think that. No. You lock them when you get out, right? Yeah. Most of the time, a lot of people. But when you get in, why would you not lock the door? Lock your doors. My car has a feature. Well, well it, they said it when I got it, that when I unlock it, it only unlocks the driver's door. All the other doors stay locked. That's a safety and precaution. As you say, they do that mm-hmm. for a reason. It's because people will run up behind you and jump in the back of your car and put a gun to your head yep. or a knife to your throat yep. or just wrap their arm around your neck and choke you until you're unconscious and then take you and your car to wherever they're going to rape and murder you. Yeah. You get in your car, put your stuff in, you put your stuff in the car, get in and go. Don't sit there. Don't adjust the radio. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They Be tell about people, your business. If you don't want your car stolen when you go to a mall or a grocery store and you're putting all your stuff in the back you go to take the empty cart back to the corral lock the doors right yep so why would you do anything different when you get in the car yep that's true if it's not the car they want if it's you they want all they have to do is pull on the handle yep they got you at least if they've got a gun they can still shoot you i understand that but if they don't have a gun it's going to be a lot more work and even with that gun you still have a chance to react that one two seconds that you get where they fumble with the handle and alert you that they're trying to Mm -hmm. get in your vehicle you you have the time to make a decision now if you're the type of person who carries a firearm you have time to draw your weapon and defend yourself you have time to throw the car in reverse or drive or whatever you got to do to get out of there it's that couple of seconds that can literally save your life or your children and that is point two Act swiftly if you're suspicious. If you feel that something is wrong, it's time to go. Trust your instinct. Do what you got to do. I tell people that all the time. You you cannot underestimate your body's response to things that you don't see, mm-hmm. hear, smell, taste. Yeah. There's that. The, the, if you want to get really into the science of it, they, they theorize that there's way more than even six senses. Mm. But there's definitely more than five. Mm-hmm. That sixth sense is debated and argued about, and they make whole television series based on it, but it really is a phenomenon that, like, the human body knows when something is off. Yes. We don't know how we know or why we know, yep. but this manifestation of that eerie feeling, mm-hmm. it's for a reason. If you're suspicious, if you don't feel right, get the fuck out of there. Absolutely. That is so important. You know, that, that brings you back to kind of the first point about uh, being vigilant of your surroundings. When I go to the bank, if it's like the drive through ATM, I yeah. never put my car in park. It's always in drive. I do the same. Always. Because if something happens, I'm running the motherfucker Out. over. Yep. <laughs> I don't 
don't care. I'm you don't, running. You don't need to make that split second decision. No, if it's already done. You have to. You have to be aware. You have to be cautious and ready to go. Another thing: use your social media wisely. Be careful of who you share information with. Check your privacy settings. Turn off your location. If you go somewhere and you want to paste, post a picture and post your location, do it after. Definitely. This, I'm an advocate for that as mm -hmm. well. You know, I'm not real big with social media. Yeah. I don't really like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I have a very small presence on social media, even though I've been using it since like Forever. the earlier 2000s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember MySpace. When it was in a payday, <laughs> like that's how long I've been using it. Yeah. And you know, I, I challenge you to find a bunch of stuff on me. Can't. Exactly, <laughs> because, uh, like you just mentioned, that's a great one. If you want to share your location, you, you have this great meal in New York City, mm -hmm. or you're in this national park or something. Mm -hmm. Share it after. Yeah. You can take that picture without sharing it right this minute. Absolutely. If you the if the cops find your phone, they'll see when you took the picture. It's still safe. You mm -hmm. didn't have to post it. Uh, <laughs> You're silly. Uh, but also, anyone who's out there looking for someone to abduct or harm in some way, they don't know where you are right now. They see that you were there. Okay, what harm is that? Unless you go back the same time every day. Which again, change your freaking routine, your schedule. I hate, I hate when I see somebody talking about, yeah, I clocked this guy going the same way to the mm -hmm. same place all the time, mm -hmm. every day or every Thursday. So I hit him. I got this and I got this. And yes, that's fair game. That's what you do when you're a criminal. That's how you do good criminaling. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like if that guy would have just walked a different way now and then leave at a different time, whatever, you save yourself a lot of headache. Quite literally, if you get hit in the head with something. But, you know, that's another thing, too. Um, going on vacation. I've heard stories of people going on vacation, posting their location. Oh, I'm out of the country. I'm this. I'm that. I'm, you know, five yep. states away or whatever. And they get their house broken into. Yep. Come on, wait until you get back. We've gone away before quite a few times yeah. and didn't post anything till after we got back home. Definitely. I want, Gotta uh, be careful. Especially if I know somebody in that area, I don't want them coming to see me. First oh, of all, gosh. on vacation or contact me. <laughs> hey, we should link up at the board. If I didn't contact you already and be like, hey, I'm coming around where you're at. Yeah. You want to go do something? Yeah. Don't fucking get a hold of me. I don't care. Yeah. Also. All right. My bad. I care. But oh, I don't God. want to see you. Oh, my God. I don't want to offend people that I really like. Uh, you do that sometimes though i do uh-huh and the ones that really matter know that uh even though i mean it i don't mean it in that way yeah right <laughs> another thing too when you get new things don't post it online nice nice flashy thing Man, do not post smoke exact prime example just want to share that real quick Pop smoke, oh sorry. yeah they got his address on um a, a, a picture that he shared on social media mm -hmm. from something he had purchased and he ended up dead they they figured out from that tag or whatever where he lived and they broke into his house and ended up killing him yeah uh that's and that's unfortunate <sighs> you know you get nice stuff and you want to share it but not everything needs to be shared yeah at least hide the tag man it's not even that like you gotta you know, be careful you have people that know where you live and you post your new car and you mm -hmm. post your new i don't know stuff in your house or your new home or whatever yeah. the case is and there are people not everyone has your best interest at heart definitely so and you should definitely be careful and when you put it on social media it's not just the people on your friends list who can see it exactly no matter what your settings are it's on the internet now mm -hmm. it's there for the taking quite literally mm -hmm. people run programs to steal data and hack accounts all the time i mean if you watch anything on the news or the internet you see that zuckerberg's always in trouble for something with yep. a data leak or a data yep. breach or a violation of your rights of privacy mm -hmm. so. that's true Another thing, meet strangers in public places. Duh. Uh, <laughs> duh. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so important. Even you and I, I didn't know where you lived until nope. what, at least our second or third day. Nope. So anybody that, that knows and has listened to any of our previous episodes, we did meet online. We met through Facebook dating. Uh-huh. And um, I remember our first date, you had offered to come pick me up at home. And I was like, nope. Yep. And hey, I know, yeah. First of all, I'm a gentleman. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I wasn't offended when you said no. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not a raper. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I understood. I, I got it. Yeah. Like, you really should meet somebody face to face. Absolutely. You and I got to talk on the phone and we shared some pictures, but that can all be a ploy. Of course it could be. I've done online dating apps 
for a while. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I could write a, a short book mm-hmm. about all the crazy things I've seen. Mm-hmm. You'll talk to a person, and then it, maybe they do something that makes you suspicious, like you're, you're going to go meet them, but all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, nah, but can you send me money because now I'm stuck here? And you'd be yeah, like, nah. nah, like I'm not sending you any money. Right. But they still want to talk. Right. So you're like, all right, well, now I doubt that this person is really who they say they are. Mm-hmm. Let me get another conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And they call you and it's a different person or a different voice where they don't remember talking to you before. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Something's wrong. This is a scam. It sure is. That's right. And that's another thing. It's it's not always just about your money. Sometimes it's just about we're going to take your identity. We're going to do that. They're going to get things out of it. I've had people ask me for my social security number. Like, can I I use your bank account to get this money through it? Can you know, like if you tell me your social security number, I can get you into this thing. And, you know, they mm-hmm. describe a whole pyramid scheme that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's just them taking mm-hmm. your identity. Which then ties into always tell a family member or a trusted friend where you're going and when you'll return. Yeah. A lot of people don't like to do that, uh-huh. especially when they're doing Tinder stuff. Oh, let me tell you. Our first date, my mom knew where I was going. She knew what time I was supposed to meet you. Mm-hmm. She knew your name. That's good. Yes. Which was weird because you knew my name before I met you. <laughs> I did know your name. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those people. You don't know my name until you meet me and right. I decide that it's, it's worth telling you my name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until then, you think I'm someone else. Right. <laughs> well, she knew because that that's that's for safety purposes. I'm a woman. I'm meeting mm-hmm. someone, a man that I met online. I, we met in a public place. Uh-huh. And somebody knew where I was. All good things. Critical. Very much so. Mm-hmm. No one knew where I was going. Oh, okay. But you're uh, also a man. A big one at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my brother and I shared a place at the time. Mm-hmm. He knew I was going out. Mm-hmm. He knew that I was meeting someone with your first name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that was it. Like okay. that's all anyone knew. Okay. Because again, I'm a very security-based guy, yeah. but I'm also self-deprecating. So if you come after me, I will let you punch me in the face forty times before I stab you to death. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> Always with that, huh? <laughs> Moving forward, next thing. Set up. And this is something that I feel like I should do. And the reason why I, when I read this, I was like, I should definitely do this, and I haven't done it. But we, we I agree, we're gonna do this. Set up a safety word with loved ones so that you can uh, use it on a phone call or in a text message, indicating to indicate that it's an emergency. Yeah, something that doesn't seem obvious to someone who's listening in or mm-hmm. grabs your phone. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard stories about people who've been in trouble and like other people try to impersonate them in a text message yes um when i read your text messages i read it in your voice and you have a specific way of expressing yourself that no one else can 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 replicate i know it's you right um and it's and that's that's good to know but i feel like having that safety word is crucial definitely because think about uh the comment you made to me when you saw uh, a reaction my brother had on social media oh yes yes we say things very similarly mm-hmm. it's, there's a difference yeah but if he really wanted to he could probably yep. get very close close enough to figure out where you are or get you to answer a simple question like yeah. oh hey uh where's that spare key yeah your brother's probably the only person that i I would confuse and say maybe it's you right. um we had posted something in the facebook group and he commented on it and when i read the comment i was like oh my god that sounds just like tommy holy crap the same the same way you express yourself the same way you 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 use your words when you you know when you're writing yeah um just like you but there was a little bit of a difference that i you know i got from it but um i i'm uh much more well spoken on paper than i am uh audibly <laughs> orally orally yes yes that's true you you, you really express yourself in, in a way that's very that, that's what caught my interest when we first started speaking anyway does as an aside um the way that you expressed yourself i was like wow that is so fucking impressive because everybody else uses like three letter and four letter words and that's yeah. it you know man i'm a stickler for that <laughs> i'm that person that they call a grammar nazi yes you are like, i don't i don't really attack people over it like i'm not gonna come uh, gas chamber you me you do but, I, I mean that's because you're with me cacophony <laughs> we had a Yo, whole argument yes. about cacophony and, um I still feel like I was justifying. Even I, I didn't know the actual definition, but I've heard it used so uh-huh. many times. I still feel like I used it properly. He tried to argue me down. He used the word cacophony in a way that, I mean, it makes sense now when you express it to me. And I said, no, that's not what cacophony means. It means a bad sound. And you're like, no, but I said, blah, 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 blah. We had to that, visit. That was a cacophony of chicken bones on your plate. It was not a cacophony. <laughs> it, it was everywhere. 
talk about my chicken like that. Anyway. It was a visual sound. It was not. <laughs> it was not. But you, so you debated me about cacophony. I could barely hear you arguing with me over the din. Stop it. Over that cacophony. It was some chicken. good ass chicken. Stop it. It was. Mm -hmm. And you know, everybody knows. I fuck up some chicken wings. Be fucking up some chicken wings. Good lord. Next thing. <laughs> Never let a partner or an employer take possession of your passports, your identification, or any other important documents. Definitely not. A copy will do. Yeah. Whatever I, it is mm -hmm. that they try to tell you they need it for, a copy will do. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things I mentioned before about uh, the cult carbonation. They'll go there and they hand over all of their documents. Yeah. And they have, they're not in possession of anything. That's right. And... and they keep saying over and over again, oh, you can leave, you can leave, you can leave whenever you want to. Definitely. I can't leave without my shit. You can go. Go on now. Mm-hmm. You know who else said that? Who? Uh, when we had Grace on for part two of Colts. <gasps> yes. Uh, as soon as uh, her mother got there, they took everything. Yes. Yes. Right down to her home and her vehicle. They yes. took all of it. Yes. That's, 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 do not give up your stuff at all. Nothing. Keep your social security number in your head. It's Absolutely. not for anyone. You don't need people taking out loans in your name, opening bank accounts, opening credit card, nothing. Keep your shit. I memorized my social security number when I was 15. Mm -hmm. And that might seem old to some people. Like mm -hmm. my father's probably known his social security number since he could think. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say since he was three, but you got this one. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I had to learn it because I was, to me, I, I think it's fortunate enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first job I had, I was 15 years old, is at a food joint. And in order to punch in, you had to use the last four digits of your social security number. Yeah. That made me have to look at my social security cards so mm -hmm. many times that year. You learned it. That I learned my social security yeah. number. And I don't need to carry that card around with right. me anywhere. I can't accidentally lose it mm -hmm. because I don't have it anywhere with me. No one can accidentally find it yep. unless they're in my home. And, you know, that's a whole other safety issue see i knew i learned my father's social security number from when i was very young because i was under his health insurance yeah and so everywhere we go we'd, i'd have to provide that information um my mom made me learn mine i don't remember how old i was but i've i've known mine for a very long time um i only learned hers within you know a couple of years or whatever yeah um but you know you should those are certain things you're supposed to know you should know your social security number absolutely you should know your personal information and keep it private it's not for everyone to have you got to be careful with mm -hmm. that stuff mm -hmm. um also and this is something that i feel like when we were children was so important but now we it's it's considerably less important yes and i am guilty <laughs> so guilty yes memorize phone numbers of trusted family members and friends at least one at least one yeah i'm guilty of that I, if you call me on a phone that doesn't have my <sighs> call logs i will not know that it's you and that goes for anybody i don't know anybody's phone number yeah i know you don't know mine sometimes i can remember my father's phone number because oh he's had it since i was a teenager yeah uh, but that's that's still his work number i uh, i remember the number for the house that i grew up in uh-huh me too i remember a couple of friends Back to like this girl that I used to call every day because junior high school crushes. Uh huh. And, like, I still remember her phone number because I dialed it four thousand times course. a year. Of course. For a couple of years, <laughs> but <laughs> no, not really. But I dialed it a lot enough that it, it stuck in my head. Yeah. I've only recently become able to recite my current phone number to other people when they oh, put God. me on the spot. Uh, and I've had this number for years, probably seven or eight years, maybe more. I've had this number. I've had this number longer than any other phone number. I used to switch my stuff up like every six months, but I've had this one for a while for whatever reason. So I know I learned the last four digits of it, of your phone number um, the other day when we went to the, the, the venue for the wedding. Yes. Um, yes. I don't, I don't know how that happened. I, I, I because <laughs> I, I wrote it down wrong when you said it to you me did. the first time. So when you said it again, it, it clicked. I know the area code for your phone number because it's different from mine uh -huh. um but i don't i don't i, I almost know your phone number <laughs> man i barely know my phone number i can't <laughs> even be mad at that i know um my parents numbers mm -hmm. uh, a really close friend of mine that i work with through my teenage years i know his phone number i know okay. my, my daughter's father's phone number that's it i don't know anybody well, else's phone that's number. a lot uh for <laughs> people these days but i mean for back in the day you'd be like man that's all you got right 
I call more people than that on a Saturday. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, I feel like the thing is that I feel like, you know, I should know your phone number. I, I really should. Truth, yeah. Honestly speaking, I should know your phone number because when it comes to safety and some shit happens, you're the person to call. Not just because you're my fiance, but because of who you are. Like, I know yeah. you're going to get me. I'm a rather safe person. Yes, you're going to save me. But, uh, <laughs> your parents were absolutely right the other day when uh, your mom brought it up saying that they should have my phone number as well yeah because they should mm -hmm. i am uh, a direct link to their baby girl mm -hmm. and if anyone's likely to murder you it's the one that you're uh spoused up with oh, so they should have my number i should have theirs okay. because what if you tried to kill me and they have to know that you're on the way to their house to kill them <sighs> you know, or vice versa like maybe i tried to kill you and you're like oh, i'm on the way and you know they can call me and be like hey can you stop and get because you know i'm also a nice guy and i'd be like yes yes <laughs> mrs potter i will <laughs> Grab coconut milk on oh, coconut milk. whatever it is because your mom be doing some cooking boy she sure does <laughs> man she sure does oh my god speaking of i'm hungry right now but moving on well wow. well we're almost done with this uh, particular episode all right so. so two more things sorry guys i ruined the end moment <laughs> two more things now you know what's coming and this is Pause. for parents <laughs> this for is parents. for parents <laughs> you should monitor your children's online and social media uh very carefully yes and they're they the most at risk yes and they should never ever be allowed to interact with strangers online in video games on, on social media through any kind of direct messaging none of it should be allowed mm -hmm. i am so on that and my daughter hates it i have we have the family link account yeah so when she wants to download an app yeah it comes to me and Excellent. i can read it and see whether or not it's it's appropriate for her age yeah um she hates it but i don't care there was an app that we downloaded i i looked at it i didn't see anything downloaded it and it was like some kind of kids networking thing oh yeah nope kids don't need it and uh you make groups and you make friends yeah, man sh that shit had to go i was so furious about it and i, I explained to her you know because kids need to know this that there are people online that pretend to be children yep. and they um they will try to lure you in and and violate you yeah and and you know i'm not saying it to her to scare her because i don't want her to be scared but i want her to be aware and that's important yes it's important for them to be aware yeah it, it's also important for them to be a little afraid yes but, i mean you don't want just fear because that makes them curious yep and exactly and you know i was really i was really upset about it and i had to give it a, i gave it overnight i had to talk myself down so yeah. that i could have a calm conversation with her about it because i didn't want her to feel like okay well now i gotta do this sneaky or whatever no i, I well, certainly I, you know i need to know but i want you to understand why i'm taking this away from you i want you to know the the, the things that could happen i remember there was a true crime story about a little girl same thing she's online talking to this little boy and it's her online boyfriend and this that and the third she invites him over to the house when her parents aren't home and the motherfucker killed her it was an old ass yep. man and he killed her uh-huh i'm, I'm so paranoid all the time i'm so paranoid about that stuff so yes please 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 parents monitor your child's online uh usage it's very important definitely i've seen some some stuff yeah online stuff yeah and I mean, I won't get all the way into it, but I knew uh, a girl who used to pretend to be a very young girl. Like she was in her 20s or mid 20s and she would pretend to be 13, 14, mm. 15 years old mm. online talking to these guys mm. because she knows that these 40, 50, 60 year old motherfuckers are going to send her money if she says that she'll send them news. Oh, and my God. Because she's pretending to be so young. Mm -hmm. And what she would do is she'd, you know, this is early Internet on the phone days. Yeah. So she would grab pictures off the internet of like uh, young porn girls mm -hmm. who look like they could be little kids, like the ones used for those kind of fetish videos, mm -hmm. and send them to these guys. And a lot of them were truck drivers, but some of them were just regular guys. Like, yeah, I got a wife and all, but she doesn't Awful. have to know that I'm trying to get a 14-year-old to suck my dick. Ugh, that's so disgusting. Yeah, it's, she made pretty good money off of that. I'm sure she did, but that's that's terrible. And those are things that we have to consider as parents. You know who's out there who's lurking yeah she could have been a real 14 year old yeah, girl real. that guy is just as much a predator just because she was really an adult and mm -hmm. playing him and being a scumbag in her own way 
this guy was still trying to, or these guys were yeah. still trying to stick their penis in a 12 yep. to 15 year old girl. Yep. yep. There's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of that Willing online. to do all of the things to right. get her there. Right. And, and, you know, children are young. They don't understand this is manipulation. Exactly. And as a parent, you have to be aware and, and speak out to your child. Cut it off. Whatever it is, stop those things. Mm -hmm. Close those avenues. It's, it's, it's awful. Final point, and I know this is one that you're going to appreciate so much, Tommy. Absolutely. Carry a weapon. For real. Carry a weapon. Uh, I'm on you all the time yep. when you go to go somewhere. You got yep. your pepper spray? Yep. Do you have a knife? Yep. What are you taking with you? Yep. Where are you going? All the time. In your pockets? All the time. All the time. I remember, this probably was like a month ago. I was going for a walk around the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And uh, you were like, you got pepper spray on you? No. Well, first you were like, what do you have with you? I was like, I have my kid. Like, I didn't know where you were going with it. Yeah. And uh, you're like, no. You have pepper spray. You have this. You have that. That is it. What it, have you got to protect yourself? Yes. In that moment, I wasn't thinking about it, but it's true. You really not. have to be cautious. It took me a long time to be this paranoid. <laughs> Preparanoid. Preparanoid. Like yes. You're paranoid. You and my dad. No, your dad's a little paranoid, but I can I can get on that same page because I've evolved from that. When I was a teenager, I was paranoid. Mm -hmm. As a man, I'm prepared. Okay. So, no. Paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> stop it stop it <laughs> i don't know where that voice is coming from i'm hearing what do you hear a whisper paranoia okay i'm done i just want to say i don't like ozzy osbourne oh my gosh <laughs> but seriously though it's it's really important to have something to be to, to be safe to be aware of what's Definitely. going on around you who's around you no matter how big you are no matter how programmed you are to react there mm -hmm. can still be uh someone out there bigger and badder than you that's true and Granted, if you're a big guy, probably not gonna, you know, get attacked by any old person. But you still could. Yeah. Having having a knife, it, even if they have a gun, could be an advantage that comes your way later on. And as my old uncles used to say when I was a kid, uh, as racially charged as that atmosphere was, mm. uh, they would always say, "Hey, go around like a white man. Get yourself a gun." Wow. Because back then. Wow. Yeah, back then, you know, it was very difficult for people of color to own any kind of firearm. Yeah. And if they did, it was probably because they were criminals or drug dealers or right. whatever. Uh, not that today is a whole lot different, but at least it's easier for people to get guns now. Mm -hmm. But back then, that was like a, a status thing. Not only am I allowed to have a gun, but I can afford to buy one. So, yeah, go around like a white man. Get yourself a gun. If you live in a state where you can carry one, do that. I recommend 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who's been called on for uh, oh dear. owning legal firearms and uh, displaying them in a public manner in a place where it's legal, I will say this. Be careful. Know the laws in your area. Don't yes. get yourself jammed up because yep. you think you can do something you can't. I come from a place where as soon as you buy the firearm, you're allowed to put it on your hip and walk in public with mm -hmm. it. But you will get stopped. You will get questioned why yep. you have a gun on your side. You mm -hmm. know, where you're going with a firearm kind of thing by the police. Mm -hmm. And you won't be allowed in certain places. So do your research. But carry what you can. Get your carry conceal permit if you can. Yep. Because even that, it might take you an extra second to pull that gun. But that element of surprise can save your life. It sure can. It sure can. I also think it's very important for women to... Uh no gun safety and know their their gun laws definitely don't get a gun if you don't know how to use it man right. learn to use a, a firearm mm -hmm. uh and and uh, i think i'm gonna speak to what your point was before i cut you off there that's okay uh women should have a firearm too there's no good reason not to i mean you can get a 25 a 32 that's something exactly small that's gonna, gonna fit say. in your purse or yep. your clutch or whatever word you got for the thing you carry all your <sighs> stuff around in i'm so proud of you for saying clutch i taught you so well for real <laughs> I'll be braiding hair in no time. I don't know about all that now. Stop it. Telling <laughs> my dreams. Okay, you'll be braiding hair in no time. Don't you put that on me. You just said it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, the, the point of all of this that we want you guys to know is to just be safe. There's a lot out there that sometimes people don't think about. Definitely. And, um, you know, there, there, there's so much going on. Watch your children, watch yourself, watch, watch your family. Your friends. Watch, yes, watch you know, your friends. Just because you're 22, 25,
doesn't mean it still can't happen to you. Yeah. That fireball story, they were grown adults. Yeah. Grown adult women go missing all the time. Yeah. Uh, it could be something as simple as you separate from your friends because you're trying to puke in this alleyway real quick. Yeah. And somebody comes along oh. and decides you're going with them. Right. That's another thing, too. Uh, for women, that you never leave your drunk friend. You come together, you leave together. Always. A lot of guys hate that, but... It's true. For safety reasons, I have to promote yes. it. I'm sorry, fellas. Yes, it's true. You know, when you're meeting somebody online be cautious be cautious with who you're talking to be cautious yeah. with the information you share be cautious for of moving off social media platforms to private private uh text messaging or whatever be careful because you don't know who's out there uh -huh. if a guy doesn't want to talk to you because you're not willing to move as quickly as he wants to fuck him move on definitely there are other and, ones and, out and there guys too if if she doesn't want to here you go here you go here you go here you and I, I, I saw this coming here you I'm go i'm just saying you know like it works both ways it does work both ways but i feel like you know sometimes our our, our actions ours women i'm saying gets misinterpreted as oh she's just trying to you know blow me off it's not that we're blowing yeah. you off sometimes sometimes it's just that we're being cautious she ain't gonna give That's me any it. play unless i give her something she wants something i don't want nothing maybe all she wants is her dignity or her pride, maybe maybe which, you know isn't worth as much to you as it is to her right but still you gotta allow her that you or have just to move on do yourself the fucking favor exactly That's not what you want get out of there exactly. you want something you don't want for exactly see see you're on the same thought as i am for real although you're trying to be difficult about it it's not <laughs> difficult it's just like real if 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 she's being this difficult now and she hasn't even seen your penis oh my god imagine imagine the that's headache you're true. gonna have that's in the not future. true that's not true i don't know you're pretty difficult i am difficult and yet <laughs> here you I'm are saying? here you are yeah i was and I if i could go back and do it again i would there you go but some folks wouldn't but that's okay though that means that i wasn't meant for them i was meant for you yeah we got um the lucky end of the stick there i mean i i think i was difficult enough that's it Obviously, it wasn't that bad because you stuck you stuck around for it. Look at you being quiet now. Don't lie. I got a whole ring on my finger. And that's the show. Oh, see what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh, you are too much. Anyway, Stop trying to put me out there. But I'm not. Put, how can I? What am I putting out that is not not already known? We're together, right? Yo. Is that a yes or no? How do people know yes we're no. together right now? Are we, we are sitting. I am what looking if, you in your face. Yeah, but they didn't know that until you said it. Now they have some kind of idea of the inner workings of where we record. We're together, right? Safety, Heidi. Safety. I have a ring on my finger, right? Together. We're getting married, right? Which sense? There's a date, right? Yeah, there's a date. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You're> stupid! <laughs> i lured you in all the way uh, from facebook dating god all the way get to this yep uh-huh anyway <laughs> be safe guys that's all that's Definitely. all take it's, care of the people you care about yes it's very important take some of these tips and use them in your daily life it might sound like a lot but it really isn't when it comes to your safety and pepper spray doesn't weigh much it's oh, on a keychain i have pepper spray on my keys there you go exactly and whatever else i need to carry and uh, also, get good with these. Do he, ma he made the fist again. He made the fist again, y'all. He made the fist. Oh, and don't carry anything you don't know how to use. Oh, yeah. That's another will thing. turn that against you quick. Yes. If you I don't mean, know how to use the gun, don't carry it. Oh, jeez. Go to I've the some, go some to the range. Fumbles. Have you? Yeah. Go to the range and practice. I, I, <sighs> without incriminating myself. Uh huh. Go ahead. I just gotta mention that I've seen a guy get pistol whipped with his own gun before. Oh it's not pretty and you don't want to laugh because it's a serious situation but you do i'm trying not to because laugh because it's really bad I mean, i'm trying not to laugh because i feel like there's so much more to this story that but we're not gonna tell it we're gonna leave it alone but exactly mm -hmm. uh like i said learn how to use what you're carrying learn how to use that gun learn how to use that that knife make sure you know how to open a pepper spray and use it learn how to use the taser yeah. whatever and it is keep a whistle in your purse like I don't mean like a dog whistle. Oh God! I mean like a they make security whistles. Yeah, I've seen it's those. Super loud, uh, or an air horn if you carry a big enough bougie purse on you. <sighs> Anything that makes a loud noise will Attract mess somebody attention. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's it true. will throw off their their inner ear balance if you uh, hurt their ears, mm -hmm. and you will 
attract attention Absolutely. if you're not already by screaming or whatever it is you're doing. Absolutely. I know we're being silly in between this, but this is actually really serious and it it's really important. And I hope that uh, this helped. I hope this enlightened some people. Yeah. Take, take what you can from it. I hope it helps you all protect your sons and your daughters and your loved ones. Absolutely. That's most important. Anyway, thank you for joining us for this topic. Come on back. Yes, next we'll time. see you soon. We got tons more for you. And, uh, send us your safety tips. Please do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If we fail to mention something, let us know. And if we decide to mention it later on, we'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> you can uh, send us uh, your comments or questions or, you know, your opinions on, on this and your safety, your safety tips like Tommy mentioned. You can uh, email us at coffeecreamandconvo at yahoo.com. You can send a message to the DM on uh, Coffee Cream and Convo on Instagram. You can hop into our Facebook group, Dead Savage. Uh-huh. Uh, I think there's Dead Savage uh, email address is deadsavage at yahoo.com. That's right. Dead Savage Productions. Dead Savage Productions at, at yahoo.com. Yahoo uh, that's it. All right. See y'all later. Bye, guys. Coffee Cream and Convo is hosted by Heidi Potter and Tommy Brown. Email us at coffeecreamandconvo at yahoo.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Join us at Coffee Cream and Convo on Instagram or Dead Savage on Facebook. Coffee Cream and Convo is a Dead Savage production. Outro by Brianna.